We are live at the 2019 NFL Draft. Dan Harrelson here alongside Justin Bradford. Justin covers the Nashville Predators. Justin, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing just fine. Uh, not in the mess that is downtown Nashville right now, but uh, my day job is a very big part of the NFL Draft, so it's been pretty neat to see uh, Nashville building and growing for this over the past few weeks. Right, and we've kind of seen the Tennessee Titans and the NFL kind of feed off the Nashville Predators and NHL success. Of course, with uh, two years ago with the Stanley Cup Finals run that the Preds had uh, came a little bit short against the Penguins, but uh, you started to see maybe both of these franchises feeding off each other. No, absolutely, and, and what you really saw too was the amount of community involved between the two teams. And so you had the Tennessee Titans offensive line, Marcus Mariota, out on the band stage at the Predators game, one with a huge catfish and chugging beers <laughs> to get the crowd amped up and everything. And it seems like they're having a good time. They're staying at the games. And throughout the regular season, you're seeing Tennessee Titans pop up at games as well and it look like they're having fun and have their own Predators jerseys on as well. And then you know, after that, you saw the Predators go out for the sword ceremony for the Titans games and to be a huge part of that as well. P.K. Subban really living it up uh, with that as well, but getting the players involved, the coaches involved, and everybody kind of working together to make it feel more like a one-city type of thing. And, and you really saw that grow uh, after that cup run too where people were going, look, you need to work together because two successful sports franchises just makes the city even bigger and better and more attractive to so many things like the NFL draft and like the SEC basketball tournament and like other big events it shows that Nashville one knows how to party and we saw that in the cup final and we've seen it now with the, with the NFL draft that they know how to bring people together and whether you have ill feelings towards it because of the mess or the frustration for it or you're really looking forward to it it just shows that Nashville knows how to put on a party on the world stage and that's what's really come together for this event and for other previous big events in terms of sports for downtown Nashville that they know how to do. And I've heard lots of good compliments in terms of how the city's handled all this as well uh, downtown during the draft of traffic and how they're getting people in there and safety and security, which is always big. But, but yeah, those two franchises have played a big role in why this has been so successful for sure. One thing missing this week in Nashville is the Predators, of course, uh, no Game 7 on Wednesday night due to the Game 6 loss to, to end the season at Dallas. Just kind of talk about where you kind of see this franchise with the Preds right now going into next year. It's, it's going to be a big offseason uh, for guys like P.K. Subban and maybe some other uh, moves on this roster. Sure, sure. It's it's definitely a disappointment for them that they have locker room clean-out day Wednesday evening, so right before everything got going, and they obviously all noted how they should have been getting prepared for Game 7 if they had, you know, just did what they knew they could do. And so there are a lot of expectations of this team. We've kind of seen the, the bell curve with it in terms of the uh, Peter Lavi let arrive, that first-round exit, and a second-round exit, then a cup final run, then a second-round exit, then a first-round exit. And I think the expectations are, are very high on them. But David Poyle even noted, he's the general manager for the National Predators, he noted in his postseason press conference that the team came to him, team leadership last offseason came to him and said, you know, we want to keep this team together. We think that we can win with this team. We got so close. We lost to the second-best team in the league in the second round, so we want to keep the team together. So he basically did. Made one little addition, made a few tweaks, trade deadline, and he noted that it just didn't work. So some changes are going to have to be made, probably in terms of personnel. There's There are not many free agents for the Predators, so I'm expecting a trade or two to happen 
if you're on the draft and maybe looking at free agency to see what's available there too. And it, it is. It's, it's, it's one of those things you kind of wonder what if, but it's been a crazy Stanley Cup playoffs where every single division winner, all four division winners were knocked out in the first round. And you know, all the wild card teams advance. That makes it really interesting for the parity of the league and how you just have to win to get in. And what, you never know what can happen. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. Uh, I'll be at the draft, the NHL draft in Vancouver, <laughs> British Columbia, coming up at the end of June. So it'll be interesting to see what the Predators pull off there. Well, you mentioned the draft. Let me ask you real quick. Uh, do, you, do you think Nashville and Bridgestone Arena and, and Broadway, that this whole entire area, do you, do you think they're going to cover the or hold the NHL draft at some point? Yeah, and, and they did back in the early 2000s. It was actually the, the draft where they drafted Shea Weber, Ryan Suter, Kevin Klein. Uh, so three stalwarts on the defensive end. The Predators as they were drafted in Nashville. So it's, it's been a while uh, since that's happened here in Nashville. I think now you're looking at Nashville's probably back in line to host it again. I don't think it'd be anywhere near as big as the NFL draft, uh, just just in terms of just the amount of sheer number of people that are interested in it. But it would be it would be something that'd be interesting to have back here in Nashville because it would probably go above and beyond from other drafts in terms of making it a very fun event. And what we've noticed too, other fan bases love traveling to Nashville. Uh, you go to other drafts. I've been to ones in Buffalo, Chicago, Dallas, uh, and then Vancouver coming up. And, yeah, there, there's a lot of people there, but it's not a sold-out crowd necessarily for the NHL draft, for fan bases. But I think Nashville could change that up a little bit because there's so much else to do in this city. Uh, Vancouver is obviously fun, but it's not going to be as, as accessible for Americans uh, to get there, mostly just with flights. But Nashville is one of those destination cities where people love coming here to Nashville. Even if their team isn't playing, you're seeing jerseys from other fan bases come here because people love to travel. So I think it's on the list of places to come back. They have a a very successful All-Star game. Then they have the NWHL All-Star game, the Women's Hockey All-Star game, and set an attendance record for that here in Nashville, all places. Uh, so I think it's on the list for it to come here, and it'd be absolutely fun to have it here in Nashville and not have to worry about traveling via plane just to get to the NHL draft. How do you see the MLS? Of course, they start next season, and I believe the first two seasons they will play at Nissan Stadium before they get their own uh, stadium, which was slated to be ready for the uh, first season, but they're going to hold off on that until year three. But just kind of talk about the MLS and the city. Do you, do you think it's going to do very, very well? I think I think it will. It'll take some time. They're, they've learned a lot. That's that's the thing that we've noticed here is that even the Titans are learning now too. So when they had that little bit of a dip, uh, just in terms of performance and interest and everything too, a few years ago, that they had to start marketing tickets because before it was one of those things on single ticket on sale day. It, they would sell it every game. Well, it wasn't the case a few years ago, and around the NFL, just ticket sales uh, haven't necessarily been the best. TV watching has been okay, so there's still money coming in there, too, but teams had to learn how to market grassroots-wise, whereas the Predators had to start out that way and market grassroots to sell a game. You have, you have 41 home games in the regular season that you're trying to sell tickets to, and they learned a lot in the grassroots efforts. Titans are still working on that. I think the MLS, they, they feel there's a lot of crossover between hockey and soccer fans, what I've seen when I went to the, the Nashville SC games. Is, there's a lot of crossover. There's fun chanting going on it has that that feel of a hockey game there which is very different and and the players feel that as well from what i've seen with comments that they they like the atmosphere that it can create so i think soccer could be successful here in nashville it's going to take that grassroots effort to introduce people to the game that may not be familiar with it it is still football country here just like with the the 
hockey team coming in with the Predators. You had to teach people the game, make it entertaining, and have an entertainment factor to it to make it stand out from the rest. Uh, you can't just be normal and expect the every other, other market in Nashville to prove that it's different. Uh, we've seen it be successful with the Predators. We see it with the Vegas Golden Knights over in Vegas. Make it a different and entertaining atmosphere, and people will want to come in and experience it. That's number one. Then they'll learn the game after you get them in the, in the stands. They'll want to learn more about the game because it can be very exciting. So I think it can be successful. It's going to take a lot of work to make sure it's done on a grassroots level, but there's a lot of smart people here in Nashville that are part of that club and that are working to help it grow and I mean, Nashville, I mean, soccer is one of the most popular sports that's played by the youth already across the world. And just getting it to transfer up to adults actually paying to go watch it is going to be the, the good challenge that people will go once they realize it can be a lot of fun. Justin, on the way out, tell everybody where they can find you at and, and the work you do. Penalty Box Radio, of course. And uh, for those that do not know, you're the commissioner of the SEC Hockey. Yeah, so uh, well, on Twitter, it's Justin B. Bradford or at Penalty Box Radio, uh, the commissioner of the, SC, the SEC Hockey Conference. Uh, we just expanded to 16 teams uh, from eight, so we doubled the size of our league across the entire Southeast. So it's a fun uh, non-varsity hockey league that we have. We play uh, Division Three American Collegiate Hockey Association. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. But yeah, PenaltyBoxRadio.com is where we cover all the sports and, uh, I mean, all the hockey that we can here in Middle Tennessee and in the South. And we try to do our best to provide coverage and to help entertain and educate people about the game. Well, thank you for uh, taking a few minutes, Justin. It's a, it's a crazy last few days, but thanks for taking a couple minutes. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.